2: Hey everybody, I'm John
0: Cena. Hey it's
1: professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the king of Rose. Support Wrestle
0: Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Lou Gowen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is and whoever Luke Owen is. Vote the Raven. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk.
1: Hello and welcome to the Talk Podcast. I am Corporate Chopper and I'm joined by Randy Andy Datson.
2: Hi Chopper, how are you? My internet's better this week, I think.
1: It is, yeah. I'm I'm doing okay, mate. I'm fine. I had a few days off this week, so I had a bit of a recharge again, even though I just had time off recently. Needed another recharge, so I had it. And yeah, I'm feeling alright.
2: I, th- I think everyone needs multiple recharges this year. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, definitely.
2: We've been we've been writing all the uh, the the end of year lists recently for the YouTube and for the website, and it's just been like that was this year, yeah. Um, oh, so uh, yeah, looking forward to to the end of this one. Uh,
1: it's, it, it's weird because it's getting towards the end of 2020 now, and I'm like, it, I can't believe it's still 2020. But also, 2021's kind of come quick. It's like it's really strange because I'm like. I, we, it feels like I've been in lockdown forever, but also mm. it feels like I've just started lockdown. It's it's weird.
2: It it really has felt like this is going to be the year when we are old and grey, where we're going to say to our grandkids, "You didn't live through 2020," as if mm-hmm. it was kind of as if we lived through the war. Uh, this is this, yeah. our, this is our world. <laughs> this is our war.
1: Yeah, it is. But uh,
2: yeah, should we should we talk about uh, SmackDown, and we can let's all the nonsense yes.
1: off. Uh, so first thing we're going to be talking about uh, for this real when we jump in is going to be uh, Carmella debuting a brand new entrance. She obviously she just has her new character that she's had for a few weeks, and uh, yeah, now she's got a brand new entrance on this show. So let's talk about it. First things first on SmackDown. Uh, Sasha Banks came out to do a contract signing with Carmella for the SmackDown Women's Championship match at TLC. Um, so she comes down to the ring and uh, she goes to sign the contract, but there's no contract in the folder. Oh, Adam uh, Pearce. Not not the GM Adam Pearce. How could you not job. see that? Oh, fool. Uh, so Banks immediately is just like, wait, is this some sort of trick? did Carmella put you up to this? And Carmella comes on the, uh, the Titan Tron and just says, I've got the contract. Tee-hee-hee-hee-hee. <laughs> I've signed it. And I'm going to get my S- sommelier? Sommelier. So sommelier.
2: Pete didn't know what a sommelier was. Um, and it's genuinely, uh, like, it's an incredibly difficult job because there are these things called, and this is boring, this, is, this isn't to do SmackDown, but I'll talk for t- 20 seconds here. You can think you, sure. there are like different levels of sommelier. And when you become like a master sommelier, to do the test, when you drink wine, you have to be able to tell the person like, examining you which region of the world that grape was grown in. And you just basically have to know every single wine in the world. I don't think this guy did that, but he no. was there.
1: And also, I don't know that because I'm not a poncy twat. Uh So <laughs> this sommelier that Carmella now has that is a wine waiter. I didn't know that. I had literally had to Google it. Wine expert. Um,
2: you can do it at university.
1: Sure. Uh, he then takes out the contract to Sasha, who's still in the ring. So she can sign it as well. Uh, basically just like a power play from Carmella, just to be like, you're doing it on my terms. But then Sasha flips the tables literally and figuratively by saying, JK, I make the rules. Why don't we do the title Mm. match tonight instead? And then Carmella's like, okay. And then Sasha just beats up the wine guy. Sommelier. Mm.
2: Wine guy. I Um, thought that was you because you wine so much.
1: (laughs) That's true. I do do that. Um, Yeah, then she beats him up and then throws the table over him. I was like, okay, so Carmella's got a dude now who's going to get beaten up a lot.
2: Yes. So Sasha has taken Stephanie's role of emasculating people uh it's not too bad like she i i, I don't think this is going to be like Carmela's manager or something i think this is just for it, i think i think it was they worked back from hmm she likes to drink champagne also it would be a if we got one of those sugar glass bottles and smashed it over sasha hmm why would she just have one? Oh, oh let's give her a sommelier uh, yeah so that's-
1: I mean, I, d- I don't mind if he becomes a recurring character that's just there to get beaten up that's fine it can be a little cheap at times if they overdo it but it could be okay potentially less of a manager and more just a dude who's there um, but then this went into the main event which was that Smackdown Women's title match holy crap guys, we're getting it tonight instead of a TLC wow, they're just moving the TLC match forward, no they're not because this one ended in DQ um mm-hmm. But I will say, I, I went into this because I already have my own preconceptions of what I think of Carmella as a wrestler. But I was like, you know what? She's had lots of time off, new character. She debuted this brand new entrance, which we'll get into in a second. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to forget everything I know about Carmella. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to judge her based on this match and this entrance and this character and see if I like connect to it. Because I wasn't the biggest fan of Carmella beforehand. Um, so for her entrance that she made... Um, it kind of was just like a snapshot of load of like model shoots and stuff like that, kind of flashing through different shots. Her with like a, a cage and doing like the zooming into a face as so she does some like sexy hand movements and stuff. And then it cuts to uh, kind of this big like she's got like her silhouette is being projected onto like this white screen. She's got like a spotlight and she's doing some sexy dancing behind it. Um, and then the sheet drops and then she's there and makes her entrance. I thought it was quite cool honestly i thought it was quite good it really puts over her new character which i will say she's doing a really good job of i think she's portraying this character much more comfortably than she did her last Mm. one i can connect to it a lot more than her last one yeah it's, it's pretty good
2: it's actually like it feels much more like a gimmick than an than than a than her old one because her old one was money look I am or money. flossing. I have clothes. I am I, sorry. I have money on my clothes, not just I have clothes. Um, <laughs> that's not a gimmick. Um, but yeah, it feels like she's really kind of – they're buying into her character. They've given her a new entrance. And like a lot of people are like, oh, it's just a new entrance. But a new entrance is is massive for a lot of that's people. Uh, I mean, imagine if Karrion Cross, for example, debuted in XT. With a less cool entrance, yeah. then he would then he wouldn't have been nearly as over as he was. Especially during lockdown, when it's really hard to get over as a new character. That entrance made him immediately one of the top three guys in NXT. Totally. And I'm not saying Carmella's now one of the top three people on the main roster, but it's it's a really big change for yeah. her. And, and it's
1: like it's it's a big kind of over the top entrance. It's got a lot of. um uh, production value to it and generally mm. when wwe puts that much effort into something like that you can tell kind of the gist of where they think this person stacks it's... on the roster it's not always exactly right you know bobby mm. rude but you know it, it does generally for now at least you can tell that they're actually getting invested in carmella as a character and like you said just just harping on your point of big entrances kind of making characters even stuff like you know shinsuke nakamura Like He was already, of course, a massive star and the crowd were going to love him regardless. But just having that amazing entrance at TakeOver Dallas and the crowd just go, oh my god, they've done Shizuke Nakamura right. Oh my god. It just like, it sold everyone on Nakamura and people who hadn't seen him before immediately got it and they were like, I know this, I get this.
2: I imagine that's exactly what happened last night with Carmella fans at home oh my god, they've finally done them. Uh, But yeah, so that's great and they've really done good work on that what's not great is that i knew before this match started that it was going to be a dq because who else are they going to have Sasha banks face at tlc because it's in a week and a half yeah Uh, so it yeah i don't i don't like i don't like going into a match knowing that no one's going to win or that the person who's going to win won't really win because what's going to happen? I mean, Carmella won, which yeah. was weird. Given it, the let's
1: let's let's talk about this. So so yeah. first things first, the match itself I thought was pretty decent action. Yeah, I thought there was some really up nice wrestling point, yeah. up to a point. Yeah, I thought there was a really nice wrestling. There was one pit, bit in particular where there was a really cool transition from a pin into the code of silence into a bank statement. That whole transitional scene, I was like. That's really smooth. That was really, really good. I think, yeah, Carmella's improved in the ring, and it, it was clear to see that. I'm not saying she's like amazing or anything now, but she's definitely better than she was before. Stop doing the Melago round, though. It's the worst. Um, but she's she's good, and I really enjoyed the the in ring action in the match. Then it gets to a point where the bank statement is in. The uh, wine man uh, comes over. And throws a champagne bottle at Sasha Banks. I was like, "Where's the DQ for that one? That's outside interference, right there." Yeah. Weird.
2: I mean, that could kill her if that hits yeah. her in the head in non kayfabe, a wine bottle to the head—that's possible death.
1: Pretty bad, yeah. Okay. Um, sure, no DQ for that. Whatever, Sasha Banks. Let's go with the bank statement. Goes out to the to the sommelier and is just like, "What are you doing?" you idiot, and starts to chase him around the ring. Fine. I was like, okay, so Carmella's going to get the upper hand when Sasha gets back in the ring. She's going to, like, stamp on her and whatever. That's fine. No, Banks gets in the ring, Carmella goes to hit her, and then Banks just gets on top again, throws Carmella into the corner, and then beats her up for longer than the referee's five count. I was like, why did you do that, Sasha? Well,
2: attempted murder. Uh, It would, like, yeah, I, I just, yeah, it it was very silly. It was like, Mm. it was very, very classic WWE booking. It was the outside interference. Maybe he was supposed to throw a white towel in to have Carmella give up. And then he accidentally threw the wine bottle. Um, but yeah, so Sasha then gets herself disqualified, which doesn't put anyone over because it makes Sasha look just like an angry baby face. Or and kind the, the, of someone who is... threw a, threw a tantrum, and it, and it looks like it makes Carmela look like just I don't know it, someone who can't win without help.
1: Without help, exactly. And this was the second time on this show that the babyface has gotten angry about something yeah. in a match, and then they've looked really dumb coming out the end of it. And if you want to do it, where it's going to be a DQ finish. You shouldn't have a DQ finish in the first place, so you shouldn't be booking this match. But if you are doing it and you're booking this match and you want it to be a DQ finish, at the very least, have Carmella be the one that gets DQ'd. Like, it, I, yeah. I don't, I don't get also, why you wouldn't do that. And, and you also, have the setup, I don't get why you yeah. wouldn't follow through.
2: Also, if you're going to do the wine bottle smash spot at the end, don't throw, don't already ruin it by doing it beforehand. Have him just, I don't know, grab her leg. Mm -hmm. pull her out the ring trip her up uh grab carmela's leg put it on the rope something like that because then that wine bottle smash spot which is really a really cool visual um but looks so much better um exactly like sort of moaning as we do but actually i kind of want to i'd want to focus on the fact that they have kind of repackaged carmela properly and that while I, at the start I was like, "Oh, this feud's rubbish because all she's doing is running in and kicking someone in the face." They have turned the corner on it a bit, and I'm much more. I still don't think Carmel has got any chance of winning. Um, or if she does, then she won't be championed for more than a a week, um, depending on where Charlotte Flair goes, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I, I'm just I'm glad that that they're doing something with the SmackDown women's roster in some sense because as we saw other words on the show they're just like have a match yeah Um, yeah so at least the main event scene is something
1: yes and i will say yeah that final spot to end the show uh carmella gets a wine bottle and smashes it over sasha really cool visual like you said she stands tall at the end of it i don't get why because that really Like, that gets Carmella over. That's a really cool visual. That's something that people can latch onto. That's something that's going to pop a crowd or the audience that's watching at home. It's... Do that in a contract signing. There's no need to have this be a a women's title match that's going to end in a DQ because that damages the actual match that you're going to do at TLC. I understand why they did it because they can advertise and say, coming up tonight, you should really tune in into SmackDown because we've got a SmackDown women's title match. But if you're not going to follow through on an actual proper title match, then that's just really lame.
2: Hey, Pete, I've, I've got a spot for next Sunday, which is definitely happening. Mm-hmm. The sommelier is going to be there and there's going to be a table full covered in wine glasses. And so, either he or Carmella is probably going to go through a table of sugar, sugar glass, uh, wine.
1: Yeah, that's my that's my I've goal. Got, I've got another spot that's going to happen. Carmella's going to win. Yeah, as my hot take, Camella's going to win, and everyone's going to be really mad about it because Sasha didn't have a long reign.
2: I was I was having this this discussion with a couple of guys yesterday, which is, are there any fandoms in the world who hate? the thing they love as much as wrestling fans kayfabe news did a thing yesterday on like wrestling fan hates wrestling i I can't remember what it is lifelong wrestling fan hates wrestling more than any other human in the world but then someone suggested star wars and i went oh yeah Uh, yeah, that's a good good point
0: Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving all of in June. them.
1: Now I need to say thank you to some very special people, and those are a twenty-five dollar and above pledge Amazon Patreon. If you've not been to Wrestletalks Patreon page yet, you should. Coming up soon, uh, next week we're going to have Wrestletalk Extra, where Luke and Ollie are going to be reviewing Vengeance two thousand and one, which is the night where Chris Jericho became the undisputed champion, beating The Rock and Stone Cold in the same night. What a show. Um so yeah, they're gonna be reviewing that next week. So expect that next week at the $5 tier and above. If you pledge at the $25 tier or above, you get your own custom wrestling nickname and it gets read on a show much like this one. So thank you to Tower of London, Nigel Morris. Woo! Woo! Thank you very much.
2: <laughs> former star former star athlete, now head coach, Lendell Brenson. Yes, thank you very much.
1: Pierce Redbeard Rowan.
2: Woo. oh yeah Woo. they drew first blood
1: not me grace rambo yes thank you very much the monster monster <laughs> the monster among patrons brian stroman mm, what a monster uh how do you like them
2: apples marcel jura
1: oh yeah thank you very much the harbinger doom lion
2: Woo. oh thank what you. a cool name Nick Bitchin' Kitchen.
1: Woo! Yes, thank you very much. Super Kick Party. Andy Buckley. Woo! Ooh, thank you.
2: Great name. We're going on a Brian Huntley.
1: Yes, we are. Thank you very much. The fitness. <clears throat> Why can't I talk today? The fitness. <laughs> the Fitness Consigliere. Scott Michelle. Woo! Yeah. And finally,
2: finally. We're <laughs> we not drunk. Robin Banks, Lee
1: Roberts! Oh yes, thank you very much. A good way to top and tail the show, if a little convoluted and some of the booking was poor. However, some of the other bits I thought were not also very good. Um, one bit that was actually one of the better bits was uh, Montez Ford versus Dolph Ziggler, which happened after the opening segment, uh, which was Street Profits in Guerrilla Position. They cut a Street Profits promo. Same as usual. Uh, they came out and Dolph Ziggler actually cut a pretty good promo, I thought. Um, yeah. There was a couple of lines that actually like sort of popped me. It was like, you said last week that I'm a poor man's Shawn Michaels. Well, that doesn't make any sense because I'm rich as hell. I was like... That's dumb, but I really like it. Um and then what was it? Uh he, he 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 did a pun, including his hair as well, which I didn't write down, but it was it was no, funny. I, um it it, it must have been
2: so good because I also did not write it down. Um yeah. I yeah, I didn't like his hat. I don't know why, but you hate the SmackDown just, hat. No, I just I just got MAGA vibes and I was like, I don't yeah, like that fair. hat.
1: But it's blue, Andy. It is Probably blue. Manga.
2: I don't know. He, he what he looks like is a like a paparazzi from like a 2004 uh, chick flick film. Mm-hmm. Kind of, he he would run in wearing that cap with a giant camera. That's what I sounds about I right.
1: Got. Um, and because it's a street profits match, well, in this case, a Montez Ford match, the commentary has to remind you that they love to have fun. Mm. Who doesn't love to have fun? It's I thought the point that was, of fun. If you're having fun, you like House having party fun.
2: Party. Isn't that the Lucha House Party's gimmick?
1: It's everyone's gimmick, who is a baby face, who is mildly comedic or, like, slightly unusual. They love to have mm. fun. Lucha House Party, Street Profits, New Day.
2: Yes, but yeah, the, the, the match was good, but then it turned yes. into two guys, loads of cups, and I was like, what the hell is going on?
1: Yeah, this was so weird. So just before it cuts to an ad break montez ford grabs one of the the blue solo cups that he's got now and then he he kind of like holds it up like he does in his pose street prophet's music starts playing and then a load of solo cups just get shot into the ring you know like they do on their entrance but they get shot into the ring instead and i was like who set that up who like initiated that to happen and also Surely that's got to be some sort of like outside interference, disqualification type. That's a foreign object right there. Probably not going to do any damage with it, but like that can interfere in the match. It's all over the ring. It was. It's
2: just one of those moments where you go, right. This is why it's called sports entertainment because Mm. this. This is why people stop watching it because they're saying, well, it's not wrestling anymore. Because why would this happen in a wrestling match? Uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to mention other promotions but like can you imagine i don't know this happening at a show and then just halfway through uh loads of uh poker chips just get flung into the ring mm. like it just it wouldn't happen and because it's it's just, it's just silly yeah but anyway yeah, if you weird. liked it then and then, then I'm glad I'm glad you also like to have fun
1: yeah, and I think the thing that really completed it for me was their music started playing as well. I was like, "Why? That happens yeah, in, when the match in a ends." Cafe world, <laughs> the match is still going. They've what gone you, right. Why? So
2: I'm going to hold a cup up during the match, <laughs> and then I want you to play the music. <laughs> and then the guy, you're going to shoot loads of cups into the ring. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, Adam Pearce
1: oh, nice. Good idea. Yeah, uh, but aside from that. The actual action was pretty good. I quite liked it. Yeah, exactly, um, which is why like, you don't need any of this like no, exactly. nonsense. Just have That's a good really match. Yeah. Uh, um, but but yeah, so, oh, yeah Montez no. Ford had control. Uh, looked like he was going to win. Going up for the frog splash. Rude on the outside starts starts attacking Dawkins, which distracts Ford. He gets knocked off the top rope into a super kick from Ziggler. He gets the pin. It's fine. I mean, losing in singles competition isn't the worst. I think losing a tag match as the tag champions is not great. But having, like, them losing a singles match can set up a Tag Team Championship match, which it is doing. I thought it was going to be at TLC, but no, they're doing it next week. So expect that to also finish in DQ, probably. Yeah. Yes.
2: Um, yeah, I again, I I mean, they're doing this sort of similar thing on Raw where they're, I mean, Kofi's losing. They're kind of, t- Tag Champions are being beaten. Um. I don't know whether that's just, like, they're trying to sort of set up a, you are weak as a as a as a singles wrestler, but as a team, you're only good as a team. It's like, well, that's fine. I'm a tag team wrestler. Former
1: um, WWE champion Kofi Kingston, weak as a singles yeah. wrestler.
2: Yep. It's just it's just where they go from here. Because if Street Profits win, which they probably will, are they just going to feud with Ziggler Rude going forward? Because yes. Or are they going to start feuding with Nakamura and Cesaro? uh are they I gonna start dealing so. with otis and gable or the lucha house party which just appears to be kalisto in a hat now
1: i think the other two are on raw are they not
2: yeah oh yeah no they are
1: whatever so it's just kalisto by himself now but yeah anyway um yeah should be fine maybe mm. um i i think the reason they're doing so many tag teams losing is because they don't have any tag teams So they're just doing, well, we need to make a feud out of something. Well, we've got to beat the champions, I guess. It's the only way to get fire in the feud, which is wrong, but hey-ho. Sami Zayn, backstage, he's mad that he doesn't have merch. He doesn't have a t-shirt. Everyone else has a t-shirt. What is going on with that? Big E walks in with his new merch t-shirt. And also, Apollo Crews, Kalisto, and Tamina are also there.
2: New faction. Love it best friends those guys Mm.
1: yep they unveil an I am Sami Zayn t-shirt which is just like a sharpie drawing of like a man and then I am Sami Zayn underneath it I kind of really want that t-shirt
2: genuinely that's one of my favourite wrestling merch or wrestling t-shirts for a while because the other ones are often 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 something that you wouldn't wear unless you're at a wrestling show whereas Mm. that shirt just looks like a kind of Oh, that's a just a kind of weird design, but I can or get a on board with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I'd buy it. And yeah, I would as well. I would be surprised if in the next week that is on rest on W dot com.
1: It's a missed opportunity if it's not. Um, then after that, Sami Zayn comes out to the ring. Oh, there was a really cool bit when he says, "Well, I'll show you what I think of that." Takes the T shirt and tries to rip it, and he can't, uh, which funny. <laughs> um and then he comes out to the ring after an ad break as they come back i thought this was a really nice touch sammy's already talking in the ring and the commentators are like having to talk over him to be like welcome back to smackdown sammy's in the ring he's talking like and sammy's already just listing off why he's being disrespected and all that stuff classic sammy's in promo he's great we love him um and then biggie interrupts and the two have a non-title match so (laughs) uh this was weird for several reasons. So firstly, the commentary put over the my first note for this is the commentary putting over that this is Biggie's first big move away from the new day. Just gonna break that down for a second because when it was him when Woods was out with an injury and it was just Biggie and Kofi, Kofi got got injured in Kayfabe or otherwise. And was out for supposedly six weeks. It ended up being longer. Mm. But then they was like, dude, go for that. Go for the singles push right now. You've you, you you've got it in you. I give you my blessing. Go do everything you can in the singles division. That was in August.
2: Yes. It's and December. Then, the draft was in October. Yeah. And it's, it's still December. Like it's still it's... December. <sighs> yes. Yeah. But, and but don't worry, guys, because this match ended in him looking... Like an idiot. Oh,
1: okay, so, Sami Zayn feigns uh, an arm injury. He gets it, it was it was a pretty good match, good back and forth. Both of these guys are really good wrestlers. It was solid, um, and yeah, the, the, there was actually a pretty brutal bit where it started off being funny and then turned into a really cool spot where Sami Zayn went for a a, a snapmare, uh, but couldn't do it because Biggie was too big, and then it ended up just kneeing him in the head, which was mm. quite nice. I thought that was a cool spot. Um, but yeah, Sammy then uh, takes an Uranagi from Biggie as he was going for the Hollow Kick and then Feigns, he, he already had like a wrap on his hand and he was like, "Oh no, my wrist it's it's bad whatever." Referee's kind of pulling Biggie away to be like, "No, one needs to check on him kind of thing." Um and as he goes in, Sammy just slaps Biggie in the face, which makes him mad. Mm. And then he goes out the ring, runs to the outside, Biggie chases him to the outside. He runs around the commentary table and like Dips back on the outside by the barricade, and then he gets under the ring. And then Biggie gets under the ring to try and chase him. Why would you ever do that? But then Sammy gets out on the other side. Biggie goes to get out on the other side, and he's grabbing one of Sammy's feet. So Sammy kicks him in the head, rightfully so. Biggie lets go, and then Sammy gets in the ring, and Biggie can't make the 10 count. <sighs> Okay, so I I know what they're trying to do with this and that Sami Zayn is supposed to be the guy who can outsmart everyone. He's a very tricksy guy. He does very underhanded tactics and he keeps winning without really getting any pinfall or submission victories. He just wins by counter. He wins by DQ. He's just very sneaky or will find a really underhanded way to win or an illegal pin or something like that, right? I get that, you're just trying to put over he's very intelligent in the ring and eventually when someone does like pin him when he's trying to run away or he's run out of ideas or options and someone just gets a big pinfall victory takes the intercontinental title off him that's a big feel good moment yeah, great, awesome problem is in the process you're making your baby faces look really, really dumb because this slap that makes Big E mad why would that make Big E mad? He's just been kneading their head. He's just done a match for ages. Shake it off, mate. So what? He slapped you. Deal with it. And even if you're angry and he's gone under the ring, just get back in the ring. He's the one that's going to be counted out. This makes me mad.
2: It's like the word bitch in WWE. Slapping someone is the physical equivalent of that. Because the moment you say it, or the moment you say bitch, you know that they're like... (gasps) someone it's this same kind of response like oh my god you've just kicked me in the head and you've put me through a table but did you just slap me Mm -hmm. that's disrespectful um so yeah it it makes biggie look just like he's having a tantrum um which is silly because at what point has biggie ever been a character who's having a tantrum like when biggie gets fired up that's when you, that's when Biggie's at his best. You don't want his firing up to turn into, oh yeah, big angry man who, who gets upset at little things like a slap. Um, and it's, it's not like I, I, yeah, like you say, I get why they did it, but every time that Sammy has been in a match that he hasn't won via DQ or, or countdown, he has taken the pin. Um, so that, so he's not over as a wrestler. Nah. So all that it says on Biggie's record now is that he lost via countdown to yeah. to Sammy It Doesn't put him over. It's it like Sammy is as over as he's going to be in this character. Um we've got another week of this. I, I don't think that's enough time to build it. I do think that they're just going to hotshot the title to to Biggie to be like, "Hey, look. We're pushing him." Yeah. Um and then Sammy's going to drop down the card again.
1: Maybe. I don't know. It just just annoys me because you've got a really good story if you want to tell it right. But they're just not because you're not getting your baby faces over along the way, which is sort of the point. Anyway, I could talk about that for much longer. I'm not going to um, yeah. backstage. Bailey is saying that she hopes that Carmella beat Sasha Banks tonight. Um, and then she starts mouthing off Bianca Belair. Bianca comes in behind her uh, backstage and she's like, oh, you still have my name in your mouth. Why, uh, and then she says, uh, she has actual physical receipts, uh, that that prove why she's she's the EST and she was the last one at Survivor Series for Team Sweatdown, where the captain got pinned first. She beat Natalia, not Bailey, um, stuff like that. And then Bailey walks off. This was bad content, but Bianca's a really good promo, yeah, that's what I'll say. Yeah. Uh
2: that's yeah, that's all I can really say about this yeah. match, this this feud. Um I just want them to have a match now. I don't really Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna be more excited about the match because I'm not particularly excited about it, but I think they're good. they can have a really good match.
1: Totally. Yes. They can have a very good match. I'm looking forward to it because I think it'll be a good match because they're both very good. The feud that they've told on TV hasn't been great, is what I'll say.
2: However, um, mm.
1: what's next? yeah it is it's always my favorite part of the show because genuinely it's the best bloody story they've been telling in years love this stuff so we get a recap of roman reigns uh jay uso and kevin owens from last week where uh they assaulted kevin after the match with chairs and then roman turned on jane just started smashing him with a chair as well they were watching it backstage on a TV, uh, which was nice. And then Jay very kind of like timidly walks over to Roman. He's like, Hey man, we, we, are we good? Are we, are we, are we okay? And Roman's like, yeah, yeah, we're good. I'm good. Are you good? Your family good? I was like, Roman's so what a dick. I love him. Um, it, it just acting as if like nothing's happened. It's great. Uh, and then while they're still talking there, Kevin Owens makes his entrance that they're watching on the TV. Uh, as he's coming out, Jay then turns to Roman. He's like, can I, I want to get him. Can I go get him? And uh, Roman's just like, you know where he is. Go get him. So this time, Jay has now asked Roman permission beforehand. He's given the the sign off essentially. So he's doing doing what he says this time.
2: What I very good. What I really liked was that the whole sort of Roman acting is as if nothing had happened, because in his character's heel mind, nothing has happened. That's just yeah. that's what happens if you get on like if if you don't uh, like respect him you just you get beaten up that's just what happens and to him that's ju- that's just in his character and he anyone who does anyone who disrespect him will get the same thing they're showing that with, with with Kevin Owens he's disrespected Roman they show they've shown it with anyone else who Roman has faced since he came back but if you just if you disrespect him you're gonna get put into the ground um and so and he's it's these lessons that that Jay's learning like he's learned now I now have to ask Roman because I don't want that to happen again. And it just makes Roman look like such a threat. Like you want him to look like a threat. And he looks like the biggest threat on the entire roster, just without any shadow of a doubt. So Kevin comes out, he starts, he sets up the the two chairs, ha ha ha, two Cs. Um, And yeah, Jay comes out. But then is kind of Kevin fights back, puts him through a table and you're like, wow, that was a really cool angle. I really liked that. But then it just got better.
1: I think there is a bit you skipped over there because Kevin Owens did cut a promo just before that, before Jay attacked him, which I thought was really good. Um, I think it just really put over what a great promo kevin owens is because i think in another person's hands this could have come off as really goofy because he was he started off just being like i also fight for my family i can relate to that but what's really happening is your family's fighting for you you're not fighting for them which is a great line and then he started talking about how the tables the uh, the table the ladder and the chairs are like his best friends and they're gonna help him beat roman which sounds really bad when i say it now but yeah. the fire and the passion he had behind it and he's like chairs are cold and unforgiving they're gonna get you bruised up like you bruised me up last week they're gonna make you pay for every chair shot that i've taken this table right here i'm gonna put you through this this is another one of my best friends this ladder this is gonna be the one that's gonna help me become the universal champion again it's like it sounds the content the words sound very bad but kevin just does them in such a way that he really puts across his passion as fire he's such a good promo what was sad
2: was when he said again i went
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. He,
2: yeah. Was, he was Universal Champion, wasn't
1: he? <sighs> yeah, he was. <sighs> How did that one end again? Um, yeah, but then as he was doing that, I legitimately jumped when this happened because I was really like, I was watching intently for Kevin's promo. I was really invested in it. He climbs up the ladder and he's saying he's going to be Universal Champion again. he goes, and then there's one more thing, Roman. You know that, and then suddenly out of nowhere, Jay also comes in with a chair and just smashes him. And I was like, oh God, like I was, I was genuinely like so invested in what Kevin was saying that I forgot that Jay was coming out, um, which legitimately made me jump, which is funny. Um, But yeah, cuts to backstage, Roman smiling, watching as Jay's beating up Kevin. But as you say, Kevin comes back, beats up Jay, pop up Powerbomb through the table, which was a really nice spot. Then you go, okay, Kevin's beating off Jay. Cool. Very nice. Roman's music hits, you're like, oh, no. I'm sorry, Kevin. (laughs) This isn't going to go well for you. (laughs) Um, But what
2: I also liked is that it's the kayfabe world where Kevin, I keep calling him Kevin, Uh, Owens hasn't seen this chat between Mm -hmm. Jay and Roman, but we have. That's what we want as an audience. We want to know more than the guy in the ring. Yes. We don't want it to be Roman would you? like on the big screen. Kevin's is watching. Owens is just watching it and it's just I'm going to go out and attack him. And then I was just like it's so much more effective that like yeah. I just had no idea this was coming and the, exactly. the timing of the and one more th- and yeah.
1: Yeah. That's it was it was also good, good cuz they had the conversation while Owens was making his entrance. So there's no way that he could have known they hmm. were talking about it kind of thing. It's not like it was predetermined earlier in the night or whatever. It was, yeah, it was, it was really well done. Um, but then I've really, I've, I've loved everything so far in this segment. And then this just built into this next bit, because Roman comes out, hands the title off to Paul Heyman and looks like he's going to go down and start beating up Kevin Owens. As Heyman's taken the title, we finally hear something from Heyman. That's like an actual like counsel and advice for Roman. And he's like, you're the head of the table. You're the treble chief. You call the shots. If you go down there, you're doing things on his terms. Who's he? He's mm. Kevin Owens. You're Roman Reigns. You're the head of the table. You call the shots. So then Roman's like, he doesn't look at Heyman this whole time, mm. but he just silently takes the title back, puts it on his shoulder and walks off. I was like, I love this. <laughs> this is great. Heyman just actually offering advice and Roman taking the advice is that it's like an extra Layer to this already intricate story that they're telling. It was awesome.
2: And then it looks, he looks even smarter because then Owens is like, Well, I'm not having that. Goes backstage looking for Roman, but he's just blind again. Once again, he's blindsided. And this is how you make like a baby face not look stupid because, yeah, he's angry, but. He's fired up, and he's not just been slapped. He's—he's he's like he—he's looking for something for Roman to fight because he feels like he's been disrespected, and he, and he's just been hit by a chair, which is a which is a, which is a reason to be pissed off. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he gets blindsided again uh, by Roman, who just beats him down, beats him down, and then cuts this just scathing promo about Owen's family so and. Good. This is this is the this is the kind of family promo that you want. It's not you are taking money off my table. I cannot feed my family. It is, it's that kind of it's it's that Samoa Joe esque kind of, oh Wendy, that, that kind yeah. of. Oh, I like
1: it. Yeah, so good. Um, just for for anyone who hasn't seen it, the promo in question. He starts looking down the camera directly while. Kevin Owens is kind of on the floor, trying to get to his feet in the background and failing. Roman's just staring directly down the camera and addresses Owens's family, and just being like, "Hey, I don't think I've ever we've we've been formally introduced. I'm Roman Reigns. I'm the head of the table." I was like, "I like where this is going." Um, and then he's just saying like, "Look, if you don't talk some sense into your husband," and he kind of looks back at him, "If you don't talk some sense into Daddy." I'm going to be the one that takes the food off your table. I was like, oh, my God, you did not need to go that hard, Roman. The guy's already been beaten up. Um, Yeah. And then he just kind of kicks him in the head and walks off. And I was like, that whole segment from start to finish was beautifully done. So, so good. Like, the timing for everything, the content of the promos, the delivery. Oh, love it so much. It was great. Yeah. And then we got... (laughs) And then we got Riot Squad versus Natalia and Billy Kay, which was um, great.
2: Which, whatever, uh, Billy Kay comes out with a piece of paper saying, Here's me. And then Natalia goes, Whatever. And then they have a miscommunication and the Riot Squad win. Yep. Um, and then uh, Otis and Chad Gable have a
1: match against
2: uh, Nakamura and
1: Cesaro. Yep. Uh, backstage, Cesaro and Nakamura are mocking Chad Gable's height. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no one's done that before. It's very <sighs> personal to Pete. You've got to stop doing this.
1: It's so... Chad Gable's not even that short. Guys, stop mocking Chad Gable's height. He's not even short. Espe- especially Come now, on.
2: especially as he's done that whole I'm no longer shorty G.
1: Right. That's when the
2: height jokes have got to stop because otherwise it's just I'm not shorty G. Oh, no, 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 but you are though. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, nothing's changed.
1: So annoying. Also, Natalia and Billy Kay. Why are Billy Kay and Peyton Royce doing tag team things, but separately? Doesn't yeah, make that any sense. Speaking it. of, why is Otis got rid of Tucker? Well, Tucker got rid of Otis, but you know what I mean? Otis is a single star now. Nope, he's teaming with Chad Gable. Why is he doing tag team things, but without his tag team partner? WWE angers me sometimes. Um, yes, the match itself. There was about 30 seconds of this where Chad Gable and Cesaro just did some mat wrestling. I was like, give me more of that. I want that. Do that, but on a pay-per-view for a whole match. I love that. Um, but then it stopped and I got very sad. I really liked the story they were telling in this match. It was really fun. Good in-ring action. All four of them actually pretty good in-ring wrestlers. Even Otis, who's, you know, potentially weaker than the others. I still say it's a really good wrestler. Really enjoyed some of the moves he was doing here. Um, also, a bit we skipped over, they had a little training montage, which was on Instagram of Otis training for the Alpha Academy and all that, which was fine. It wasn't that funny necessarily. You would have thought it would have had a bit more comedy, but it was okay. Um, but then the finish for this match comes when Otis is lining up for the Caterpillar. Gable asks for the tag in um, and then immediately gets uh, caught in the swing, hits a uh, Kinshasa and then loses. Um, and then backstage afterwards, he says, well, it's a great learning experience. You know, I asked for the tag in. You shouldn't have tagged me in. It was just a test. And you failed, but it's fine. We can learn from it. Let's move on. I was like, I don't know what the story is here, but I want to see more of Chad Gables. That's fine.
2: Delusional teacher. I thing, guess. Rich will end up in Otis squashing.
1: Yeah, I guess so. Otis so is just going to beat him and get we rid of him. Oh. See,
2: I think I've frozen. You did freeze for quite some time. Sorry. There. I that's did it. freeze. My entire screen just froze. I was like, uh, something.
1: <laughs> uh, but that's fine. Uh, after that, we got the, the final thing in the show before the main event, uh was we got a recap of Murphy versus Corbin last week. And then we got a name for Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler, who have now joined King Corbin, which is the Knights of the Lone Wolf. Which
2: now, is all right. Steve Cutler looks pretty cool. I have never seen anyone look worse in a hoodie than Wesley Blake. He just looks really strange. I don't know, I don't know if it's because he's shaved mm. and it doesn't look like Wesley Blake anymore. But if you just showed me that guy in a hoodie, I'd go, yeah, that doesn't work. For... I know that's really, like, a pretty really nitpick, like, aesthetic thing, but I just think it looks really strange. I hoodie. also just
1: think, in general, their getup isn't great. Like, no. the, the jackets with the hoodie is kind of weird. I
2: really hope that they don't start wearing, like, chain mail or
1: something. Ooh!
2: Like, yeah. Why would
1: you even suggest that?
2: Because he's a knight, and Corbin wears a crown, oh, and he's got no. a little scepter, so I wouldn't be surprised if they turn up with like swords, like they could yeah. ask Drew, yeah, for, their, for, ask his, uh, for
1: the sword. Yeah. Anyway, um, let, let's not yeah. put that into the and, universe. And Cutler, um, the interviewer comes up to speak to Corbin and Cutler stops her and has like the security wand thing, and just kind of runs her over with the security wand. And I was like, "What is your gimmick?"
2: Yes. What? <laughs> like, Are you does that make- why does that make you a knight? And also, I, what's is that? A she, what's the interview we're going to have? It like going to uh, go. Oh, and then she just pulls out a gun and goes, "Yes, yeah, sorry."
1: Also, <laughs> also, the thing went off. It was beeping on her because she had metal stuff. When he goes, "Yeah, right, off you go." Yeah. Like, well, what were you checking for then? I mean, she, <laughs> yeah,
2: because because ladies have wires in plate like like metal metal parts in there in their undergarments so it's gonna yeah. go off so what 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 was the point of it especially if you go zap oh. bing oh she's got metal on her well that's fine cool
1: on, on you go that was weird wasn't it anyway knights of the lone wolf i think is a fine name there's definitely worse things it could have been and i'm still hmm, slightly optimistic for blake and cutler there we go better than dogs of war
2: and that's all you Much can Much better than for. Dog's War.
1: Better but, than the Death Triangle.
2: Yes. This show was below average. Correct. But the bits that were good were really good. The, the main bit, the Roman stuff, is still amazing. Yeah. And then there were some bits which were good in ring, mm-hmm. uh, like the 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 Street Profits and the Shinsuke uh, mm-hmm. tag match that was good and even carmella and even the other stuff that's good but there are just lots of little things that keep being like oh oh it's just oh, let down
1: by bad finishes oh, and bad booking oh. yeah
2: um but yeah like if if we still had a five five level scale i might go just about a three out of five But because we don't i think mm. i've got to go two out of four
1: yes two out of four for this one absolutely i might have done a three but i might have done a two it's somewhere in that in that range because as great as the roman stuff is and it does really elevate the show it is only part of the show and absolutely. the rest of it isn't as good
2: yeah and it, and because it's so good it, it just makes you sit there and go why isn't the rest of it this good because exactly, they can yeah. do it
1: yeah this is what a real story looks like <laughs> So I've got uh, a nice email here uh, from uh, a lad called Jack who's emailed in before. Hey, guys, Mm. Jack the Moist Sensation here. He's back again. Mm. Uh, Just dropping by to let you know how much arse you kick. After hearing about how you're raising money for Al Mustafa, I had to give a little donation. Um, Well, thank you very much, Jack.
2: Yes, no, I will will thank you right off the bat. No, I'm I'm very close to my goal. So if anyone wants to push me over the over the over the my my goal then whoever does i'll uh, i'll think of some reward
1: yeah, totally. Um, he goes on to say, uh, My wife and I spent seven months traveling through Southeastern Asia from Sri Lanka to Japan by land where we could, staying in people's homes and eating locally. We saw firsthand what you're raising money for and even helped teaching at a local school in Battenberg in Cambodia. The classes were mixed age and we found ourselves relying on the help from the older kids to teach the youngsters, but we helped with spelling, etc. Uh, poverty in some areas was rife. The long and short is that Andy is a hero. Um, well, that's a lovely, good.
2: yeah, that's a lovely email. Thank you very much. No, it makes it makes the 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 pain in my ankles uh, <laughs> hurt much less when I when I hear stuff like that. No, it's it's very nice and it's a incredibly wonderful charity. So, if you if you yeah. haven't uh, checked it out, people listening, then uh, the Al Mustafa Welfare Trust are doing some amazing work, uh, particularly uh, in Pakistan, which is a place close to close to my heart for. For many reasons um yeah just helping orphans sick people people who yeah don't have a home pretty much everyone get uh, a bit of a better lot in life which uh yeah which is which is very important so yeah exactly. thank you very yeah. much and, jack and- um, and you've done some um, great
1: work with with your whole walking and stuff. So yeah, if you if you haven't checked out Andy's charity thing, do go check out his Twitter. At Andy, that's NWT. And go and donate if you've not yet, because it is a very good cause. Uh, this is a two part email, so I'll, I'll read out the second. So half. It's not second all
2: gushing towards me.
1: Second half is a snack lash, Ooh. which we've not had in
2: a while. In some ways, um, that's more important.
1: I know, yeah. So for anyone who's new listening to the podcast here, the the snack lash is. Uh, An unusual food combination that you stand by and say, no, this is delicious, despite it sounding disgusting on the surface. So we've got one here. Uh, It says, as a quick snack clash, I'm known amongst my friends and family as a twiglet devourer who mixes Marmite sticks with everything. Each Christmas, that bowl full of twiglets on the table spread you all avoid, gets on my lap and stays there until it is empty and I'm in a post-coital-esque state. Twiglets in Greg's vegan pasties is particularly divine, but gets the strangest stares. Also, Marmite mixed in with gravy spread on chips. Try it; you may love it. Half a teaspoon. Don't overpower the gravy. I bloomin' love Marmite. Keep jamming that jam, quizzing those quizzes, and hiking those hikes. Well, Honestly,
2: Jack, I... you can have your money back because that—that is, <laughs> you've you've gone <laughs> way past anything. On I Gone off could the deep end there, mate. That's horrible. I mean, I despise Twiglets. I think they are f- flipping rank. They close uh, They just turn. It it just tastes like you've ripped bark off a tree and you're licking it. It has. I mean, it, they are worse than Marmite. I don't really like Marmite, but if it's like mm-hmm. you have to have plain toast or Marmite, I might be like, okay, well I'll have Marmite so there's there's a flavour, even if it's not a pretty nice one. Um, but dipping it in pasties, mm. I mean, my, my, one of my flatmates is a, is a big Marmite lover. He, there's a, there's a Marmite peanut butter, which you can get, um, mm. two things I don't like. My, uh, girlfriend, uh, is, has gone, uh, home for, for the kind of the Christmas period and she, uh, messaged me to say, I can't find any big jars of Marmite for my uncle. Can you, can you grab some? So I was already in Sainsbury's the local supermarket, and uh, I managed to grab a couple of things, but I just, I, I, I felt everyone looking at me going, uh why is he buying Marmite? And I'm like, it's not for <laughs> me.
1: I'm not eating it, I, I swear. Oh, God, um, I hate Marmite so much. I, 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 really, I don't get along with it at all. I hate the smell. I hate the look of it. I hate the taste. It's, ju-
2: it's just not good. It's an incredibly polarizing snack. Um, yeah, it is.
1: Hence the tagline.
2: Yes, you either love it or you hate it. Or you think it's okay, but you'd rather have jam.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: Yeah. Um, Well, thank you very
1: much for that email, Jack.
2: Yeah, you disgusting, disgusting man. No wonder you get so many (laughs) weird looks. I bet your name is spelled (laughs) like J-A-K-H as well. Like some kind of psychopath. Um, Speaking of Um, psychopaths, um, people who stole... Playstations um, mm. from warehouses and drivers and things like that—they're all yes. the worst. But uh, it happened yeah. to my uh, happened to my older brother uh, when I say older brother, it happened to my only brother. I have one. Yes. Um, and uh, he ordered it for delivery on the day the PlayStation came out, uh, and it, it turned up, and it was a piece of packing tape and some like a weighing scales. Um, yeah. But the only positive of this was that uh, although he got a replacement from a, a colleague um who happened to get two because his girlfriend got one as well uh what it did mean was that amazon messaged him to say well as soon as we get them back in stock we can reserve one for you if that's what you would like and i said well i was going to buy one anyway probably next year so i'll take it because then it means i don't have to kind of worry about checking stock all the time so i've Mm now got it and i've celebrated by buying crash bandicoot the uh insane which interestingly is the remaster of the first video game i ever ever played in my entire wow. life aged three uh my dad bought my brother and i, I a, uh, a playstation one was it called the playstation one back then or was it just yes. called the playstation okay no, it was it was
1: it was the playstation and then it became i think the playstation one and then it was the ps1 and they're vi- they're different variations of the same thing
2: I think. okay i actually still have a ps1 and a ps2 but then i went to xbox 360 and then xbox one but now i've gone back to playstation mm-hmm. because i prefer its range of kind of what's it called uh, unique games the game exclusive. exclusive games exactly you all um, about
1: exclusives you do wrestling what? news mate
2: yeah i know i just always whenever i go to tell people about that thing why i chose playstation i always forget the word exclusive um so yeah i got that and i've been playing it and turns out that i was just a much better gamer when i was three because i'm really really struggling i keep falling down holes uh getting hit by rocks
1: i've heard the insane trilogy is actually quite hard uh so don't feel
2: too bad no well i I got a bunch of other ones because with with playstation you get this thing called playstation plus for a few Mm -hmm. extra pounds a month and uh you get like a bunch of uh of games for free basically so i've got god of war modern warfare um ratchet and clank uh spyro uh, all the kind oh, of games yeah. which i've wanted to play for the last three years but couldn't because i had an xbox one uh i'm gonna wait to buy cyberpunk until it's actually playable um because my brother's got it and he says it's really weird because it's a bunch of glitches and it's was made for ps4 even though the ps5 came out before it and so the graphics aren't quite there and mm-hmm. also there's some kind of glitch with your penis because you can pick your penis size. Sure um small medium large um like even if you had a small penis why would you go on a game and be honest about it like oh do you know what yeah I'm i gonna, don't know man i'm gonna be really honest
1: <laughs> I, it, no you could you could go i'm gonna go for the small penis option to see what dialogue options that changes see if people like notice <laughs> in the game you know
2: you got much longer answers because you've got to like make up for the fact that uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. no so I, I don't know if people know but like so i think cyberpunk quite a little sort of body modification is kind of one of the big parts of mm-hmm. the game um but i don't exactly know what the glitch is i'm sure someone enlightened me but, there, but there's some kind of genital genital glitch, um, glitch which is better than a genital itch um yeah uh yeah so i'm gonna to wait to get that but then there's games that are coming out next year which i will buy immediately like the the hogwarts whatever it's called legacy um sure. uh which is have you not seen that
1: i think i've seen it
2: it's like oh, an open God. world yeah harry potter game where you are it's not like the old harry potter games which were the worst um hey. like hey they the fir- okay okay fine me. one and two one and two are good and then thank you and then, yeah. well, actually, one and two is one of the greatest games, uh, a couple of the greatest games of all time. Especially the first one, where you just shouted "Flipendo" at everything. Flipendo um, have great. you seen the video of the alternate ending to the last Harry Potter film?
1: Uh, no, don't think so. No?
2: Okay, well, fill uh, for time. I'm going to show you on screen. People are going to people are going to listen to it as well. Um,
1: oh no, are we going to get DMCA striked?
2: Uh I don't think so. Um, It'll be fine. It's but uh yeah so those games but like I remember the, buying this the Half-Blood Prince game and I finished it in about an hour because it was so oh. rubbish.
1: I stopped after Goblet of Fire. I thought Prisoner of Azkaban was actually pretty good. I quite, I quite liked the game. Uh, but then yeah I played Goblet of Fire and I was like that's a bit pants.
2: <laughs> but so for the, basically for the for people who don't know Flipendo, it's not really in Harry Potter canon. It's not a spell. in the game. Um, yeah. Like it is in, I think, the extended kind of Pottermore universe, the Wizarding Shh. World as it's now called. Um, but yeah, you basically did it for everything. It was to push things, to lift things, to 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 move things to the side, to flip paintings,
1: a- attack enemies, and
2: uh, someone's yeah. basically uh, dubbed it over Harry shouting "Flipendo" from the game over the final scene of uh, the it's... Deathly Hallows Part Two, where very good. I, I won't spoil it. Um, but where <laughs> Harry and, Harry and are, uh, are having a fight, um, yeah. So they're a bunch of games next year. It's just I wish games were less expensive.
1: Um,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I went. I bought. Uh, so for for one of my uh, girlfriend's Christmas presents, I bought us uh, Animal Crossing on the Switch to play. Um, she's she's basically taken over and she's just is just going to play on her own now. Um, but it's fun. Uh, but it's like. It's, it was still fifty pounds, and it's been out for ages. And I was like, "Oh, oh dude!
1: Like, well, for starters, Animal Crossing just got nominated for Game of the Year. Didn't win, but got nominated for Game of the Year. So it's already going to have I a bit win. Of like um, Last of Us Part Two. Um, but uh, yeah, they that's at the Game Awards, I should say, um, and. So it's already going to be kind of in the news cycle a bit more anyway. Also, more importantly, it's a Nintendo game and Nintendo games never go down in price ever. Yeah. It's absurd.
2: Uh, No, 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 not X. Is it X? No, Pokemon Sword and Shield are still the same price as they were when when they came out.
1: It came out, what, last November? And
2: yeah, something like that. And also they don't go down in price ever because you, you can try and buy like Pokemon Blue, which was the first one ever, it's still the same price.
1: Yeah. And um, even stuff like, like, I don't know, like the Gen 5 games, like Pokemon Black and White are still like 25, 30 quid. It's like, how?
2: You've got to really keep an eye on those sales because yeah. Black Friday, I spotted that uh Animal Crossing was 30 pounds and I hadn't decided to buy it. And then I realized that we'd sort of played, we'd, we'd, we'd played a couple of games uh, together. We played uh Trine, we played just that snippy sn- snippy mm-hmm. snippy clips um
1: snippy snippy clips snippy clips uh we've
2: played yeah a few games together and i thought well, we could maybe let's get one that's less aggravating um because we played snippy clips and what's the other one that pisses people off oh overcooked um, yeah. <laughs> we we played that, and it's not that like we were arguing, but there were a couple of times where we where we, where we got annoyed at each other because I because I was trying to explain something, but it's actually quite difficult because it's like no 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 you you cut me there on that side with with the pointy bit of um, so I thought let's get something really wholesome that is very very hard to get annoyed at, and it worked. Uh, it's a it's a wonderfully wholesome you, game.
1: You you're saying you can't get annoyed at Animal Crossing?
2: Oof. I'm sure. Well, I, clearly I haven't tried yet, um, but because I don't have two sets of joy cons because a set of joy cons is 60 pounds yeah. we basically i was doing the actions and she was doing all the movement um incredible so that was uh that sounds a like
1: you fun. just made animal crossing more aggravating than it needs No, to be. but it was
2: fine because we we, we communicated well we, we've, we've we always been sync we've, we've yeah we've been together for nearly two years now we've we've just about got to the level where we can have a chat um <laughs> without getting really angry at each other so uh yeah. Yeah, that's good. But yeah, she's, uh, she's, she's back for Christmas, but thankfully my uh, friend is, is currently looking for love. That is not an advert, by the way, don't email in. And nope. she's going to give me access to her uh, her dating account so that I can find her a boyfriend because she can't, <laughs> she's she, really
1: continuous she,
2: because she can't be bothered. Uh, uh, yeah. But I, I, I find it really fun to, I've, I've, my, one, my, so you're oh, catfishing best, people,
1: is what you're one saying. One of
2: my best friend's boyfriends doesn't know this, and they they're now they're now engaged, but I mm. was the person who mm. started their first conversation. You're, an actual, you,
1: you're a catfish expert. I'm
2: not a catfish right. because I am
1: actually no 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 because I'm
2: I am at I'm I you're to be i to be really my friend, but the friend I know what I know I know I know what my friend was clearly because she they're now engaged. And they've, they've got a house and a dog and two cats. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. if anyone wants me to look out. after their dating accounts, uh, drop me an email, Andy at rusttalk.com, and uh, I will find you love within a week, guaranteed.
1: That's you should never say that one. Also, if you want to email in just any random stuff to us, Snacklash, Dats and World Problems. Oh, yeah, if you've got a stupid name. Stupid names. Uh, yeah, any sort of appreciation for us to inflate our egos, anything like that. Email in support at wrestletalk dot and hopefully we'll read out your emails. And, and-
2: uh, if you want to appear on our Christmas show in any in any way, uh, you can send in a-, a little video clip, voice clip, uh, an email to support at wrestle dot Luke will uh, pick the best ones, and you may well appear in our annual Christmas special, which mm-hmm. is traditionally. The worst show we put out every oh, single year. So but this time round, it is going to be Ollie, Luke, uh, myself, Pete, uh, Laurie, and Adam, I believe. Uh, and I we'll also so. be doing our Secret Santa, which will be part of it. So
1: uh we'll won't. No, no, Not I on the recorded one. No, on the...
2: no, but no, but Luke's going to clip it in and then put it on the end. I believe. Oh
1: God, is he really? Wow, that's yeah. going to be okay. Mm. Yeah, sure. Yep. 12, 13 people well. doing Secret Santa.
2: That is entertainment.
1: That's going to be go so well. 12 or 13 people on Zoom. That's going to be awesome. Uh, right. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. We've gone way over on podcast. Uh, we've been doing that a lot lately. Uh, thanks very much for, for listening, everybody. Uh, we appreciate you all so much. In the lead up to Christmas, stay safe out there. We love you very much. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye.
2: Let's go, talk, ramble, now it's